Hey everybody, Cal and Dan here. Um, so you're getting ready to get into uh, our blind tasting uh, with Kessler. And uh, let me just go ahead and say, so this show is a little bit longer than normal, uh, which is, uh, wasn't a problem. Well, it wasn't a problem for one of us, but it was definitely <laughs> a problem for somebody on the show. Somebody uh, may have had a little too good of a time, not mentioning any names, Dan. I think you were listening to some classic rock before because you were certainly <laughs> rambling on. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, hey, no, all seriousness, man. So, uh, so th thanks to Kessler for coming on and, uh, and sharing a poor with us i uh, had a really good time working through uh working through three bourbons and uh chatted uh let's see we hit uh hit the masters in november uh, i'm not gonna say he was a huge fan i think it's played in april for a reason uh they were just getting back from hawaii so he was uh be sure to check us out on youtube uh check that tan out that uh that kez got while he was over there uh what else did we do really cool backdrop so he had all of his uh his swag putter covers up and uh and we got a really interesting story uh on course with um it wasn't the camera guy i think it was the mic guy that, that kept jingling that change around so mm -hmm. uh I, I almost i almost lost my podcast privileges at the beginning of the show so uh yeah pour yourself a glass and uh, enjoy our chat with kaz cheers cheers make more birdies a bottle of bourbon blue glass and some ice this is not a tip this is a prescription trust me mm. if you don't you will fall out of balance mm. welcome to birdies and bourbon sit down and have a sip welcome back everybody to the birdies and bourbon show kez thanks for joining us my friend I Thank hope you. those uh, I I hope those playoff holes didn't cost you any money and you made some money. I mean the playoff holes at Wood Forest today. Um, well, they're I mean they were they were pretty good. I I the front nine I hadn't touched a club in a week, which now seems like weird. Front nine was a little struggle, but the back nine I had went like par 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 birdie lip out for birdie par which that lip out for birdie was like on the hardest hole in the course so i was really hoping for that bird didn't get it um i think i tied my boy sitzman for the end he missed a shorty though he should have taken me uh i went double bogey on the last hole hit a great drive like i always do on that hole and then there's water and short and i cleared the water but i wasn't i didn't have a really good chip from it that course is tough and the greens were running like 12 5 today so oh, wow. they were free. Guys, what, what you, you've taken, you've taken like half of my questions. So this show is going to go extra long because now I'm going to have to shoot from the hip and uh, you know, who knows where this is going to go, but I'm going to call bullshit on. You haven't touched the club in a week. I just saw you in Hawaii. I, you've got a, you got the tan, you got the tan going and I'm like going, hey, it's snowing in Texas. You can't get a tan down there right now. Yeah, true. But the last, but the last day I played last week, or touching a club like hitting a ball was wednesday because it was the pro-am day and it's usually kind of early so i could play a little later so that was the last day other than that you can check okay uh, well with sometimes sometimes you have to get the content around the context of the conversation ah uh, yes you're right <laughs> Okay, so hold on. Let me let me set us up, Kez. Let me set us up. So we uh, we push Kez. Uh, we push Kez some samples, and we're going to do your C to go for. Well, 
Well, hold on. So we got A, B, and C. So we're not doing a double blind. We're only going to do a blind. And, and this is in no particular order. This doesn't mean what they're going to be. But we're going to be tasting a, uh, a Maker's Mark private selection. It's a, it's a store pick by uh, the Bourbon Chasers. It's from Local Vine. We're going to be tasting a Russell's Reserve private barrel selection. This is also Sweet. from the Bourbon Chasers, and then we're going to finish it off with a uh, with a Larceny. This is not a store pick. It's just like it's a barrel proof, but it is not the barrel proof that won. I uh, couldn't find one of those, but barrel uh, Larceny barrel proof did win uh, twenty twenty um, whiskey of the year. So. There's wow. no particular order. However, let's go ahead and pour. You can dump it all. You can pour a little bit, but we're not going to, what we're going to do is we're going to pour some, pour about half of each one in a glass and then we're going to taste them. And then, uh, so pour about half or shit. Where are we going to drink all these? Oh yeah. I'm drinking all of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just dump all right. it all in a, just dump it. Just, yeah. Dan, dump all yours in the glass. Too. Right. Yeah. Dump Most them all. We're going to be, hey, so let me go ahead and uh, this is like, um, I'm giving a mulligan before we get done with this show. I need to make sure I know which one's which at, at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So wherever you set it in front of you, set the set the bottle in front of the A, B, and C. And, and we all have the same A, B, and Cs. But I don't know. Uh, I had my... Uh, at my gal pal, I poured them and then she labeled them. And here's how we know what's happening is I got a little card with your, I'm not a, maybe I am a stalker. Maybe I'm not, but I got a little card with your name on it. It says, uh, Kessler's mixed pick. Um, all right. So what I want you, so don't drink it all. Cause we want to come back and revisit these, but do you want to go, um, you want to go like ABC or do you want to mix it up? Uh, let's start with B since I was kind of a B student most of my life. <laughs> All right. Nice. So we're going to, so we're, we're going to start with B and then, and we don't, we don't have to, we're going to, this is like going to be a process. So if you were planning to be done in like uh, two minutes, tonight is your night. We're going for, this is a marathon. Mm. So, Perfect. so we're going to kind of sample, we're going to smell, we're going to ask some questions and uh, we're probably going to have a buzz. Well, we may already have a buzz before we've gotten okay. started. From the golf course, I had a good little few drinks out there. Nothing too crazy, but just enough to get a good Nothing. buzz going. Aha! Uh, -huh. uh, hey, 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 Kez, Kez, can 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 you quit? Uh, can you quit with the change over there, buddy? Oh. I, I hear something jingling in the background. Oh. There's something jingling. <laughs> Don't lose your privilege on this interview already. I mean, <laughs> about to get you, about to get you, about to get shoot out of here. <laughs> So I'll go into that story. So, um, first of all, are we drinking the A, B, or C? You said B. We'll you said you you said you wanted to start with B. So let's let's give it a smell, give it a taste. Well, that's good. It's smooth. It's it, it's smooth now. So so everything that we're drinking is over a hundred proof. Well, this has got some finish on it, though. It just kind of keeps finishing and finishing and finishing. It's good. But on the nose, man, I mean, this is like I'm almost getting honey in my mouth right now out of this thing. You, you're getting kind of like some like it's it's I mean, I, I get a, like you yeah, said, I, like, I feel it, it like it's finishing. But like in my mouth, like it's coated. It feels like I'm eating like honey right now. I would agree. Like 
or like almost kind of, not maple syrupy, but yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Same kind of sweetness. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maple syrup type of feel taste wise, but, mm. um, so we're going to revisit all these things. Make sure you put the bot the glass back in front of the same bottle. I got it all set up right here perfectly, so I won't get it all confused. So to uh, to go back to the story, so we're playing in Germany, and on this particular year, for some reason, there was a heat wave, so it's really hot when it's supposed to be kind of chilly. Uh, and as good of a tournament as it is, the course isn't the best, but the thing that was really the compounding to the reaction was a lot of things. But one of them is, let me just set the tone. Like you're having a rough day, you're grinding, getting up and down from everywhere. And the fact of the matter is like on top of it there, it's hot and the water they have in the coolers one. And this sounds like, this sounds like first world problem stuff when you put it this way, but it wasn't cold by any means. Like there was no ice on it, but it wasn't like a typical water. Like it had like uh, calcium in it. So it's like a hot, like milky tasting water. So like you're sitting there, you're drinking this crappy ass water. You're trying to get up and down. You're trying to, you know, when you go out there and you're playing for some of these terms, trying to make the cut. And this guy, you know, the camera was kind of up our ass all day. And I kept trying to tell him, like, hey, like, it's fine. I, we get you're trying to do your job, but can you give us a little bit of space so that we don't see you in the peripheral? And my job is to make his playing ability as seamless as possible at the end of the day. So for me, like that's my concern, even if it's not bothering him, it might bother me because I think it's bothering him or it could bother him. Mm -hmm. So that's my, that's one of your jobs as a caddy is to facilitate a like a seamless, uh, you know, play for him. So Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I keep kind of getting on him and on him. And then at this point we're probably like, I mean, he's not swinging the best ball striking wise, but his short game is ridiculous. So he's making lemonade <laughs> but we're in this position and it's not the easiest slide, like up and down anything about it. It's really good. And it wasn't really the camera guy. Everyone keeps thinking it's the camera guy, but it's actually the person holding the antenna mm. that speaks to the camera tower, which is usually a volunteer they're not, you know, they find these people and they're not right. really familiar with what's going on. They're just kind of standing there with a pole in their hand, which is pretty much anyone can do. And it's not, you know, they have to know how to move with the camera guy, but in certain cases, some of the people just aren't that good at it. And this guy was an older guy and he had change in his pocket. And I knew that he's just rattling this change. And I'm looking at him, I'm like playing, it's like playing charades with somebody. And you're sitting there because if you watch the video, you're, sh- you're seeing me like looking at the guy and I'm like pointing at my change and I'm like, like, come on, man, like you're killing me here. And I know that Patrick doesn't hear it yet, but I know it's only a matter of time. And sure enough, like he gets over the ball and then he backs off and he hears it. And it's kind of like I said, when you're playing charades with somebody and they can't get it, you're like, it was a giraffe. Like, let's say a guy named Tom. <laughs> giraffe, Tom giraffe it's a damn giraffe How'd you- <laughs> kind of like my reaction to the guy i'm like the change in your pocket man like that's what you're doing right now that's why i'm waving at you and that's what i was trying to communicate to you <laughs> and then he goes on to go like 
as if I'm the asshole in the situation for telling him. And he's like, oh, okay. All right. Sorry. And it's not what he said. It's how he said it. Mm -hmm. And then I almost get kind of mad that I'm like, oh, you're giving me like a bunch of lip Mm -hmm. for telling you like you shouldn't be having your change. And I don't care who you are. Like when it's dead quiet and you hear something like that, it's going to distract you. Whereas if there's constant noise, something like that, just whatever, no one cares. Right. So in the cherry on top and like Patrick was being good about it, but it's almost like that mob mentality stuff. Cause he sees me getting angry. And then the cherry on top was then the guy I go, thank you. Like, and you think that's the end of it. And then he's like, he throws his hands up like this and go and like shakes his head. And then as his hand comes down, it hits the chain. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh. Just, like, that's where I was about to freak out. And before I could freak out on the guy, uh, Patrick goes, all right, you lost your privilege. Like this guy's got, you got to get out of here because yeah. just, you can't have it. So it's funny. The camera guy changed and sure enough, like by the next hole, they had a new dude on that, on that little oh, pole, nice. pole. There you go. Well, it's, so, but it's like, it, but it's a difference between professionals and amateurs. Right. And it's, yeah. and, and Hey, and if you're jingling change and you're talking shit to your buddies and you're whatever, and, and there's whatever's on the lines on the line, it's like, who gives a shit? This is playing for a profession and however, you, you know, what, whatever it takes you to get to the point that, Hey, I'm going to continue to be a professional and move through this thing. That's what it, that's what it takes. And that's what I need. And that's what you should get. Right. And everyone's trying to do their job out there and, and we get that. And, you know, they got to, they want to get as close as they can and, you know, cool. And we'll let them know when, Hey, like give us a little bit of space and, you know, everyone's pretty cool, but it's just, it was one stupid instance and, you know, could have been handled a little better probably, but you just got to compound all the, like, just the, the stress of the day. Like, for, especially for me, like, honestly, I'm, I'm surprised I handled it as good as I did. Cause I, I can get, you know, I could have definitely been a little bit more mean in the, that situation to the guy, but I get that he's not typically the person that's doing that job. Usually, especially on the European tour, they kind of have a good crew of people and that person knows what they're supposed to be doing. And they're very professional, but this was a case where it was like a random volunteer that you've never seen before and you probably never see again. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's when, that's when you're going to get those instances. All right. All right I'm going to, I'm going to do my best, uh, my best podcast caddy. I'm going to diffuse the situation and I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> Kez, so we can't drink all this yet. We, we aren't, we're only, we, we got to save some for later. Are you, <laughs> do you have a, do you have a little more to sip or are you about done? Half pours so that oh. I can pour them. Nice. Okay. Well, you, I, yeah, you can. I poured it all so it can kind of open up and breathe. Okay. Well, then I'll just leave this open. There you go. You're yeah, the there ex- you go. expert. There you go. I'm just a guy who likes bourbon. No. And I, I no, no, no. I'm not, I'm more of like a guy that drinks a lot. I wouldn't say an expert. <laughs> um, all right. So let, let's. Well, hold on. So so you've had it. <laughs> exactly. So you've had a few sips. Of, hey, cheers to that, brother. You got to start somewhere. So, uh, so you've had a couple sips of this. So when it first hits you, you first kind of, I mean, on the nose of this thing, I mean, I, I think it's got a good nose to it. Like, I don't like, I don't smell the alcohol in this that I get on the finish. Like it, it's, uh, it doesn't smell as hot as what it comes in as Do you For think sure. the same thing. I, yeah. I would agree with you on that. I mean, you, like by the smell, you don't think like, 
like the taste, the taste lingers and it's not a bad thing, but like, it's, it's pretty, I would say kind of potent to the taste, but not to the smell. Is that what you're kind of saying? Well, yeah. So, but it, but not even so, but when it hits your, when, when you first put it in your mouth, are you getting like, Ooh, this is hot. Or is it when you, when it on the finish? Mostly all out. Mostly yeah. like, you know, to, to the, like for the front, for the first sip, it's still, like I said, smooth all the way, but you really feel it. Starts one, to kind of heat up in there. Two seconds after you drink it, that's when you're like, oh man, it's there. So you I like kind of, you can kind of sit and wait, you can kind of sit and wait on this one and it just kind of keeps building and building and building. Are any of these a rye? Um, so here's the weird thing is, um, nothing, nothing, everything that we're having is a bourbon, um, a couple of them. So let me, let me share with you. So, um, uh, but the, here's the, here's the other weird thing is they're also kind of weeded a little bit. So the, the Russell's reserve, which is a wild Turkey product. Um, it is, uh, it's got, uh, give or take in the mid teens on the rye mash bill, but it's 75% or high seventies, mid seventies corn. So the corn, this could be, I, I don't know either. I don't know. I didn't mark them, but this could be with that sweetness and that honey and that mouth coat you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be coming from the Russell's mm-hmm. and the heat that we're getting could be coming from the rye. Now the Russell's is a 110 proof. The makers is also 110. Okay. Uh, however, however, the larceny is 122, Ooh, wow. but, but, but these two over here, the Russell's and the larceny, uh, they're both, um, they both have, um, no, I, let me, I, I mix that up. I mix that up. The larceny is weeded and the maker's mark is weeded. The Russell's, which is a turkey product, is not weeded. Okay. So, but so I did this for a reason, right? Because you could get some of the rye heat from the turkey, but you could get a lot of heat from a weeded bourbon, which is typically sweeter from the larceny. Uh, and then, this thing over here is just crazy. It's a stave finish. So when they make, when they fit, when they, they bottle it, they make it. And then this one's a, it, I don't know if it'll make sense, but it's got one, three, five. It's got 10 staves in their difference. It's French oak, brandy barrel. I mean, all kinds of different, like they put the stave of the barrel in the, in the barrel when they finish it. So it kind of gives off some different flavors. So uh, okay. let, let's, let's move to a different oh, brown sugar is what I'm also getting on this thing, like a caramelized kind of, I don't know. I, I can't get the fruit on the, on the bee that we're drinking yet. Like what the fruit is, but I'm, I'm getting kind of, as I'm talking and thinking about it, I'm getting like a brown sugar kind of like a caramelized. Uh, I don't, I'm not a big creme brulee fan, so that may not be the right way to put it, but it's like the vanilla and the, you know, the caramelized on top. It's like, I just want to eat the top off of it and get just, just a little bit of the creme brulee in there. Maple. Yeah. I'm getting maple, but it's almost like I've got a a maple. Yeah. Uh, Mm. I would, I mean, I don't know if this is the blind test, but if I had to guess, I'm going to guess this is the Russell's. Well, we're not guessing yet. We're not, we got, uh, we got two more to go through and we got a lot of pours. So hold on. And this thing is like this, the, I'm under the scoss of the legs on this thing in the glass, man, that baby is nice. I mean, that's, a, that's a, so would, if you, once you find out what this is, would you buy this and drink it? For sure. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I like it. It's a good one. Especially yeah. I feel like 
I feel like, like you said that, I don't know you said you call it like heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little heater down there. Yeah. That's good for the winter. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, hey, so I, I'm like, you, you said you're playing golf today and I'm like, shit, didn't you just get a snowstorm in Texas? <laughs> yeah, well we did, but Houston was like the one place that didn't get any snow out of all of Texas. I was like, this is bullshit. Would you have uh, liked to have had snow? If I was home for sure. I wasn't here. Yeah. So I wasn't here. Um, but if I was here and all of Texas got snow and I didn't, I mean, that's, that's some bullshit. Um, <laughs> but, right, wait know. a minute. Hold on. I, well, you go ahead. You go ahead. But, uh, sp- speaking of snow, it made me think about like, man, I want to go snow ski now. And I watched, did y'all ever watch that movie Aspen extreme? No, I have not. Uh, like, but it's like a documentary, right? No, it's just a, it's a 1993 kind of cheesy, uh, a skiing movie like mm. there's a competition there's the mountain there's like the hot they you know it's aspen so there's the hoity-toity people and then there's like the ski instructors that are kind of poor i watched I, better off dead did you watch that one i have seen that which is great uh, no i didn't see aspen extreme that i can think of yeah so check it out okay for, so, for, so you want to come on for uh, bourbon in a movie and we'll do uh, we'll talk about uh, Aspen Extreme and uh, sip a good uh, midwinter night's dram over it. Possibly later date, later. Date. I've already seen it this year, so it's kind of like, oh, oh man, okay. right. no, 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 no. We're just talking about the movie. We're not watching the movie. We're talking about everything oh, cool okay. about the movie. Gotcha. Yeah. Like once uh, you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got to watch but, it. So, we don't so it. what I did with my glasses, and I don't know if you do anything in particular, but with one glass, I did. I don't know if you can see that. Shinnecock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shinnecock, the U.S. Open. And then for the C Cup, I did Pebble Beach. Oh, nice. Open. Yeah, well, Kessler, Dan or I haven't caddied at any of those friggin' golf courses, so no, we didn't. But way to rub it in, bud. Like I like collecting those glasses, but can you guess what the third one is? Yeah, it's Augusta, for sure. Oh, it's a good guess, but honestly, you're wrong because I couldn't find it that quick. So I was like, ah, it's somewhere. <laughs> that and also my buddy Herson, I think, not stole it, but I left it at his house. Borrowed it. Yeah, he never returned it. Hmm. So I was like, yeah, I know, uh, I know where to get more of those anyway. So, <laughs> all right, I got, I got another guess. I got another guess. Uh, I'm gonna guess uh, it's the, um, it's a Ryder Cup class. You're getting hot. Mm. President's Cup class. No, it, it is a Ryder Cup, but which Ryder Cup? Oh. I've been to three. Oh, shit. Oh. Now, now you're just showing off, dog. Uh, <laughs> but, but I understand why you are. Uh, it is. Um, it's. Uh, uh, it, it's uh, in. Uh, oh shit! It is not in Chicago. Um, it, it, Ireland. No. I'll go ahead. Oh, Hazeltine. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Was, was, that, was, that six, uh, was that six points up right there? Or six games up? Oh, yeah, we were. For, yeah. Uh, for Team Reed? I mean, Especially. you won every point that you won every point in your match, right? Or in yeah. all matches. I think we I think we won almost every single one except one where it might have been a tie. <laughs> yeah. And it was against uh, Sergio and Rafa. Hmm. That might have been. Right. 
All right, hold on, hold on. Put the B glass down. Tell me, are we going? Uh, let's see. You said Sergio or Rafa. Uh, uh, can I pick? Let's go A because it's Rafa. You know, that's the closest thing to an A. I can't think of anything in Sergio. Yeah. Well, there's a C in Garcia, but we're talking about Hazeltine. That was my A. There you go. Okay. Nice. All right, so let's let, let's go to A. And um, so let's talk about this. So let's talk a little Ryder Cups. God, we've got, we haven't talked about Augusta in November. We haven't talked about Augusta in April. The last time all we did was talk about movies. That was your fault. That was your absolutely. Fault. <laughs> hey, you're, you're, because once I get started talking about movies, it's just you're down that rabbit hole. There's no getting me back. So. Hold on just a second. So breaking 90 on Instagram, we, we did a little pregame cause you had, you had some playoff holes. We did a pregame on Instagram and uh, we may have mentioned that we were coming on with you. And, and he wrote, he wrote, Hey, if you get the wrong read on the green and I'm like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. How are you spelling read? I, I had to say it. I, it's, I mean, it's like, but if you, if, if the, if the player, if Patrick gets the wrong, if he takes the wrong read on the green, and he misses it, but you had the right read. Are you giving him shit after the putt? No, because at that point it doesn't do anyone good. That's a good point. But I will know there are sometimes that that does happen where, like, I think it breaks a lot more than he does, and then we might like split the difference. Like, let's say he's like half a ball, and I'm like I'm like a cup. So and he goes, well, let's go a ball, let's split the difference. <laughs> and then a lot of times that works out a lot of time, but sometimes you know. It, it works out in his favor where it's playing a ball is too much break. And then there's a lot of times where like I knew it was a cup and, <laughs> but there's no point in saying like after he misses it, like I told you. What, so. if, no, what, what about, what about after the round when you're going through, I mean, do you guys have like a sit down? I mean, think about like, like the, the Mannings and the Brady's and the, and all these folks, I mean, are you guys really going through, cause you're carrying a book and the, and, and he's carrying a book. And this probably goes for a lot of players and caddy relationships on tour where everybody's got their own way that they're kind of looking at things. Right. And, yeah. and are you sitting down after the fact? And, and when you're playing your practice rounds, I mean, are you busting the book open to be like, Hey man, do you remember that one in, uh, you know, in, in 2019 and, and we thought it was going here, but it went there. And then, you know, it, and, and it's going to depend on the weather. I mean, there's all kinds of conditions that can change that right and especially because conditions change from year to year but there are a lot of times where if you know like a certain pin placement gave you trouble like because people see us out there practicing but most of the pins are in practice are like in the middle of the green and it doesn't do you good to hit to that pin all the time mm. because you're never going to hit to that pin so sometimes you're out there and be like hey remember that like tuck flag on the left like mm -hmm. We need to hit that shot. Like, forget about the pin. Like, we might hit one to it just to hit, like, a visually shot to a pin. But we might say, you know, it's a 175-yard shot to that tuck pin on the left. So, like, break out your 8-iron or 9-iron and let's hit one to that shot to that spot of the green just mm -hmm. to get kind of, like, familiar with it because it gave us a hard time in the past. Like, let's say if you overhook it, it's short-sighted and running away from you and it's dead. You don't want to do that. So we need to get that visual of like bringing it in from the middle of the green to the, to the flag versus like starting at the flag and overhooking or something like that. So, you know, those are, I guess when you're, when we're both sitting in the fairway with our books and we're kind of going over history at, at that particular course, that's what you're going to 
kind of look at a lot of times and see like, okay, well, what gave us the most trouble? Cause that's what you need to work on. You know, usually a guy who hooks, like who hits draws, um, you know, those left pins shouldn't give you too much trouble, but there might be a couple holes where like, if cuts aren't really your go-to, you might need to hit a couple cuts to some of those right flags because it's just like some of them hitting a draw to some of these right flags. You have to start it in a hazard sometimes. And you're like, well, that's yeah. not coming. Like, is well, because gonna... if you if you miss the cut, then it's like shit. Now we've got yeah. well, but but is it so? But hold on, but but with Patrick and I and I, I don't if if I were, we're going down a hole we shouldn't go down, then you know redirect us or let's uh, talk about. Whew, hey. What? It's maybe it's hot. I already know which one this one is, but uh, the, 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 the glass. But I'm saying, but so if you're going down that road, but I mean, I would say if you, I mean, just looking at, uh, and I don't get to see it from the bird's eye view that you do. I guess I do see it from the bird's eye view, but I mean, I would think that that like he, Pat's fine. Patrick is fine with hitting it in the, like, Hey, let's miss in the bunker and uh, I'm good to get out of it. And we're good to go. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I never shy away from, we're both pretty aggressive as it gets, but there are times where, you know, you remember getting too aggressive and like paying, paying the ferryman as they say. Uh, so, um, yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of time, like, so let's talk about the bunker, uh, yeah. stuff like when you're missing a fairway, I mean, if I see a bunker, that's like a good up and down, I'm looking like, Hey, that bunk, like, let's get our eyes going towards that. Because if you get him in the bunker right there and it's an easy up and down most of the time, but I don't know. Did y'all see the shot on hold nine? I think it was on Friday or it might've been Thursday. I think it was Thursday, um, at the masters. Mm. He hit it to like that. Oh yeah. I think it, I did see that one. I probably saw it on the highlight. Yeah. Like one of the best, probably one of the best shots of the week. Yes, mm-hmm. me. Um, but so he, he's on nine and he hits it kind of in the right trees and it's on like some pine straw. Yeah. 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 You know, and I'm over here and this is why he's a player and I'm a caddy. Let's just put that out there real quick. So like I'm looking at that bunker short left on that green. Cause it kind of everything going like the green, the way the green sits, you can pretty much get from that front left bunker to that pin that middle right. Cause it's three tiers. So it's on the second tier mm. and it's on the right side. So that bunker is up and down city like all day. Mm. And he's got this huge tree in his way branches. I mean, to me, like hitting this shot doesn't like, I'm like, Oh, he's, you know, we got to kind of go low, try and get it to that bunker and he can get it up and down from there. And then he starts spitting some cover numbers at me on the bunker and he's talking about something like him and I could never be further apart on the game plan. <laughs> so, but also once he starts telling me these things, I go, Oh, he's talking about getting it on the green and like, you know, getting it there, no issues. So that's when you just say, I'm just going to stand out of the way and you do your thing. <laughs> that's basically what happened. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, well, you're just you're just giving him numbers at that point, right? Because you've stepped everything well, like, off, and you're he likes doing his numbers, and I, you know, and I'm always doing numbers. Like we both kind of just make sure, we're, you know, in case someone throws off some crazy, you never know. Like you could be ten yards off because you added instead of subtracting, and it happens. Yeah. 
So like, it's kind of just a checks and balance system, but like I see, I know the numbers and, but I'm not even thinking about getting on the green. Cause like this shot had to cut, like, yeah. you know, this is a, a controlled slice. Mm-hmm. If you're going to try and get it to the green. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and not to mention, it's not like it's a perfect lot. Like this is, in the pine straw and that stuff is very unpredictable as it well it's probably coming out of heat or any i mean it's i mean that thing is like uh, it's a flyer anyway right maybe but i don't know out of pine straw it could like there's no way to like a lot of times it doesn't compress so it's it's kind of just doesn't do it's it's hard to control at the end of the day and then on top of there's a tree sitting right in front of you so like imagine and so like i said just at the end of the day this is why he's a player and i'm a cat he's sitting here telling all these cover numbers and i'm like oh he's trying to get on the freaking green and i'm just trying to get it somewhere we can get up and down so that's when i just say i'm not even talking about any of this stuff you do like you do this you do your thing because you're he's and it's not like he's unsure it's not like he's asking me do you think i it's just like you know that he's like oh i know what i'm doing here so but it's confirmation hey my number says this am i like am i way off or am i ballpark well, I mean, obviously, I know the cover numbers he has are, yeah, that is the cover. Right. But yeah, the problem is, there's a damn. How are you going to hit the ball? <laughs> so what were we talking about? Yeah. And I mean, sure enough, man, he hits this thing, and I mean, you can't hit it any better. I mean, I tell you what, maybe even if you put him there and say nine out of ten times, you're probably not hit it. One, he hit it to a foot, so. <laughs> I, I would take a hundred pros and I'd say, I'll give you 10 tries to beat that shot. And I bet you, and like, I bet you a hundred pros. I'd like to see how many times someone beats that shot. Mm. Shot, Probably, shot of the, maybe shot of the year. I don't know. You could see a hundred and not one of them beat that shot. Mm. Nice. Like a hundred different. Like I, I could totally, one, he hit it to a foot. So I'd like to sit there all day and be like, hit this shot mm. and see how many of them can even, I'd like to see how many of them can even hit the green. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. You know, like the over under the, the better number on that play would be like, how many of them hit the green and like, keep it on the green or whatever. Yeah. Because I bet that number would be surprising because mm. it wasn't any, like seen a lot of good shots. I've seen a lot of guys do some crazy things but that shot for me. was like of the week. That was my favorite shot of the week. Sweet. Cause he literally like, nice. it was insane. Wow. So, yeah. Hold on. So let's let's back into this. Uh, let's back into the A. Let's back into the A. And I know I'm raining us in. Um, th- so do you have do you have a smell and a taste yet? Uh, I did, and it's pretty strong. I'm Ooh, gonna well, that's why I said I already know which one this one is. Pretty guess is that larceny over there. That's <laughs> his name, right? <laughs> that one's Man, that uh. Was, that was hey. Boy, Oof, boy, Evans gamey. So if we if we want to move to see it, do you have any water? By the way, do we need to pause so you can get some water? He's good. He's good. So you're just gonna go straight up all the the whole way. Yeah. What? No. What, what am I here for? Yeah, it's good. Podcast. My case, runner. Yeah. You want to see? Uh, hold on. So so um, Augusta in November versus Augusta in April. And I, I'm not talking about last November to this April. I'm talking you played there, you've won there. Uh, yeah. What, what, um, was it different? Complete, a lot different. A lot different. Um, I guess, and I'm not an expert on like greenskeeping or anything like that, but the grass just isn't as like flush and thick and carpety 
you know, there's some, there's some bareness to it. And, uh, let's just say it wasn't as, it was as good as you could pot. Like the, the funny part is you play in most places, like most courses on tour, Mm -hmm. you play a course like in that condition. And you're like, this place is great. But when you've seen Augusta be Augusta and then you go to it like that, it's kind of like, Oh, kind of a letdown, Mm. but it's as good as it pot, like with the condition weather and everything it's as good as it possibly could have been that there's a reason it's in april exactly yeah. it's it's in april it's like night it's it was like night and day because yeah. i mean the fairways were generally pretty pretty the same but there were some parts around the greens that were a lot it was just a little bit it was like too wet like 12 might have been the worst out of any of them just in the in the shape like you go you go back left behind 12 green and i mean it's it's there's a drain there and it's obviously shaded pretty well back there so it's got to be hard to grow grass especially Mm. at the time of year so like the par three yeah the par three Mm. yeah um and that that it was like muddy back there oh yeah i mean you i've never seen any muddy spot on that course in my life Hmm. and in the years of well, and think about how many times it's been like rainy and, uh, but I mean, but it's a different time you got, you know, and, and again, I mean, Georgia's pretty, you're in Texas, right? I mean, things really, it, I mean, there are kind of seasons, but really it's like a day or two and, or a week or two, and then you're done with the season, right? It kind of, but I mean, with, with the grass and all that stuff, I mean, the, the biggest change, I guess, is, is it's, it's, you've got it when you're in April, it's coming into growth versus in november it's going out of growth yeah like it's it's almost like in april it's matured right or in that time it's kind of like infancy like it's it's gonna be good it's set up to be but it just hasn't quite hit that level that you're used to so what's weird for me like i said this was my seventh time seeing it yeah Mm -hmm. seventh Mm -hmm. so it's to me like I much. I mean, I'd rather see it in April all day long. Oh, good. Um, so that's. Is there any, anybody other than DJ that said um, they'd like to see it in November? <laughs> I don't know I if mean, you can answer that, but at the end of the day, we we played pretty well too. Yeah, so it's not did. like T ten. No, yeah. I mean they like. I mean, you guys have the thing down. So that's where I I want to go there in a minute. But I mean, we're did, I mean, was it kind of common theme because you know Dan and I were talking on another show about how I mean it would be, and I understand the Masters is the Masters, but boy, it would be nice to see because the tournament came off kind of unhinged, right? I mean, it, I know there weren't fans and all that stuff there, but yeah. It didn't really look like it was a uh, kind of too bad, and and no, what happened no, like the rough, you know, the rough. Like I said, it just wasn't as lush as it is yeah. your years. I mean, it's and it's hard to say. Like it's, you can't say it's it's bad mm-hmm. because it's still better than a lot of courses we play throughout the year. It's just yeah. when you know when you set the standard so high, anything less is just not as good. Um, but what's funny is like, just from like the first two days of practice rounds, like fairways were a little soft and someone, you know, one of my buddies is asking me like, so what do you think? And I said, you know, and especially because there was a lot of talk about Bryson and how far he hits it and he's going to murder this course. And 
my, you know, my buddy was asking me like, so what do you think? And I said, well, I go, honestly, I think it's going to play into some of these long hitters more so than anyone else. And then sure enough, like, I mean, to me, like, especially if the greens are somewhat soft as well or receptive. Um, but if the fairways are soft, like if it's playing long, but soft, that's like DJ alley. Right. in it. Look who ended up winning. Like, right. like I literally yeah. said, like in the long guy's hands, I said, I, I even told him, I said, man, I could see DJ like killing it. I could, I like mark my words. I said, I could see him like having a really good shot this year. Hmm. And I'm super happy. Uh, he won it. Yeah. Um, there's anyone else besides us or maybe one or two others. Like that's who I, that's who I was like rooting for at the end of the day. Um, especially once we're kind of out of it. Um, so that was good to see. It was due. No, you, were, you were never out. Well, I mean, I, I guess once, once the, yeah, some people took some strides there and it's kind of like, how are you going to catch up after that? Right. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe oh, challenge, yeah. But. I mean, like it was a little inter- like Sunday closed for a minute, for a minute. And then in true fashion, he just kind of, you know, he yeah. freaking hit the gas pedal and freaking just took off, which is kind of what he, he tends to do a lot of times. You know, there's some people, I mean, it seems like when DJ wants to win, he, he doesn't compete. He freaking dominates. Mm. Yeah. That's what sure. people definitely All right, see. Let's, yeah. We're moving away from a, we're moving away from a, cause that's a pallet killer. And we're going right to C. C is nice. I, I no, 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 no. Yep. Well, it's e- easy, easy. I mean, I, I've got it, but we're moving to C. Hey, easy. Who, me? Well, you can't, but that, that baby's hot. Which one, C? <laughs> That's hot, wouldn't you say? Uh, Well, C? Because I haven't. This is my first No, taste. no, no. I, I just took a sip of A again. Oh, I didn't take a sip and of A. And A is hot. A is, uh, A's got a, you can tell. I Yeah, I know which one A is. Yeah, that's easy. Whew. Well, this smells fun. Mm-hmm. Hey, quit jingling your change over there, buddy. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so you go ahead and sip. I'm going to talk for a minute. And um, so I want to talk. I, w- I was really excited. Uh, you can redirect if you need to. Um, so the race to Dubai, the race to Dubai. I thought you guys. Uh, I thought you were going to own uh, own a championship over there. Yeah. And uh, you did finish T three, I believe, right? Or Correct. maybe maybe yeah, T three. T three and third overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, hey, to- I not they not not in a dick way. I mean, totally respectable. Uh, you know, uh, some uh, maybe a tr- little trouble off the tee, I guess. And uh, you know, but man, that would have been uh, a hell of a play. I hope I you know, and I don't know what the you don't have to get into it, but I I hope I, I like the aspect of being able to um uh, being uh third place in, uh, on one continent or one, one, uh, one tour and you're 11th. I think you're coming into 10th on the other one. Uh, mm-hmm. Dan and I both have you guys, uh, we picked it on our show. Not that that counts for anything other than people that are listening and watching, but I think that's pretty aggressive that you can go, that you can go from one tour to the other and you can be in well, I'm going to have to say top 11 because that's where you came into, um, uh, you know, and this year at it here, 
But I mean, that's a hell of a lot of travel, a hell of a lot of work. And it's a lot of, you know, condensed play in, you know, you, you, you don't get to just go out and hammer down. And, you know, Dan and I were talking about, you know, tour champions, um, uh, in, uh, we're in Maui last week and, you know, I mean, you know, d- good showing, uh, but you, you know, when you have to limit yourself like that, I mean, every single time you show up, I mean, it's gotta be a quality game, right? So, yeah, I mean, the traveling aspect is something that you got to kind of adapt to and figure out how to, how to play it. Um, race to Dubai. I mean, if you like literally it's one putt. One stroke. And we I went. saw. I I know. I saw. No, I watched. Not just in the day, just the whole season. Mm. Like you make, like you you make an extra putt at the Masters. Because that 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 Master WGCs and majors are included into the race to Dubai. Their oh. points. Okay. So one point, one putt at the Masters. One point, one putt at PGA. One stroke, just somewhere, anywhere in the season. And we win the whole thing. Wow. Isn't that a fucking pisser? Mm. I mean, it's like, it's like $20. Imagine like $20 is the difference between third. Like a $20 Nassau. Just, uh, (laughs) dick the whole thing. (laughs) Like that's, that's what's crazy. And that's golf though. But that, that is golf at the end of the day. Like you sum up eight, like you can look at 18 holes and you can sit there and man, that one stroke. And is the difference between, let's say, breaking par or not breaking par, mm. shooting 80 and shooting 79, you know, and at the end of the day for us, it was a difference between third and first. Um, there's a couple other things out there, like a couple weeks before they said, hey, we're going to we're going to inflate the points. And we're like, OK, you know, whatever. Cool. Um, you know, you just still got to go out there and play good golf. I mean, the fact that he finished third and still somehow lost with how much of a lead he had was kind of crazy to think that that was possible, but it, we, you know, it's possible when they inflate points like that. Um, they also like, for instance, it, this is a top 50, uh, field typically like last year's top 50 on the race to Dubai points get in. And if you're not top 50, you don't get in. Right. Um, unless let's say like the 25th guy, doesn't show up for some reason or like the third guy doesn't show up then it's like the 51st guy gets in just like any other tournaments like a first alternate type situation hold on you just said if the third guy doesn't show up does that mean you're not going to go down that road next uh, for for this season no you don't have to announce that you don't have to announce it but i'm pretty sure we plan on winning that eventually he plays too well at that course to not win (laughs) exactly my point exactly yeah but uh, like, but like, there are times like Justin Rose hasn't played, and he's been kind of high in the rankings before. Yeah. And like Rory's been high in the rankings, so we're like, these guys could still potentially win the race to Dubai, but they decide not to play because of schedule and that kind of thing. Like those, that means the spot opens up, and then usually the next guy in line, first alternate. Oh, cool, Rosie isn't in. That means fifty-one. You're in. Right. Um, yep. right. Then like this year, they decided, okay, we're gonna, you know, since it's a COVID year which COVID was kind of the reason for doing a lot of changes to how it typically goes. Um, COVID go, they go, Oh, we're going to make it like a 70 or 75 man field. So then you go, Oh, okay. Top 70 guys at race to Dubai and their points. Yes. Cause a lot of those guys had a shortened season. So it makes sense. Yeah. And it's still a 
a limited field. It's not a hundred. There's no cut type of field as far as when you have 70 to 75 guys. Right. But then like, then they started saying, Oh, but we're, you know, to make the sponsors happy instead of like 70 through 75 being the 70th, like 71st guy in line, they go, Oh, we're going to do some sponsor exemptions to your championship. So like, then you get a couple guys that based on world ranking, cause they're high up in the world ranking. They go, Oh yeah, you're 120th on race to Dubai, but we're going to give you an exemption to play in the championship, which mm-hmm. is kind of like saying at Atlanta, let's say top mm-hmm. 30, right? right? Top 30, yeah. no excuse. Like if you're 31, you're out. Right. Like, and even, and even at Atlanta, if let's say like somebody doesn't play, 31 doesn't even get in. Right. Like, no, you ain't in. Like, mm-hmm. 30, and that's it. If there's one guy that doesn't show up because of an injury, 29 guys play. Hey, so, hey, so, so what did you think about the uh, – well, go ahead. Sorry, you're, you're, we're, on, we're on the divide. Go ahead. So to do stuff like that is kind of like the tour, PGA Tour saying on, like, the like their, you know, FedEx Cup, they go, well, you know, we really want to make Coca-Cola happy, and we know, like, let's say uh, – you know, Jordan and Ricky and uh, someone else like, yeah, they were, you know, 90th or whatever, 87th or 75th on FedEx cup. But to make the sponsors happy, we're going to make it a 33 man field. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't happen. And that, sh- and that shouldn't happen. And not to mention if you're that player and they go, Hey, we know you finished 75th, but you want to come play Atlanta anyway. Mm-hmm. If you're a player, you should be like, I didn't make it on my own merit. So why would I play that? Like right. for me as a person and a competitor, I wouldn't, you know, that's like saying, Hey, you didn't make the Olympics, but we're going to throw you in there on the final. You go with that. Like, even though, you know, you didn't even come close to making the qualifier. Like if you take that, like it's kind of, eh, to me, well, it, it, it's not good. It's yeah. not a good look. If, if you're a competitor, like, like I said, if, if it's me, I'm not taking that. Right. Um, it's it's interesting the way you put that and and the you know they were interviewing uh, obviously you were in uh you were in maui and you you heard people talking about it and you know one of the and and you know it doesn't it xander shoffley said you know i shouldn't be here but uh i got invited and i'm here and, and that's a whole other thing that talk about the East Lake and the winning and the not winning and the thing about how that goes. But I thought Xander's answer, and, and this is from an amateur, it like, you know, just from a lay person looking from the outside in, I thought his answer was very, um, uh, I, I thought it was appropriate. And he's like, I shouldn't be here. And I don't know why I'm here other than they changed the rule for something that was, you know, the, the pandemic that happened in 2020, but of course I'm going to show up yeah. and here we are. Yeah. And, and I thought that was a, a, a very appropriate answer. I, I heard a couple of the guys that may have said something a little different than, uh, Oh, they should expand the field and do this. And then the most part that I heard was people that said, Hey, this is this is like a uh, you know it's it, it not to say and this is not your grandpa's golf in the sense of oh hey you know keep it old school but it's like no 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 this is like it's like hey well when are we going to start inviting um, you know other people to the champions dinner 
at Augusta. You know, I mean, there, yeah. there's a certain there's a certain ring around like, hey, you've earned your spot here. And it ain't about your this or your that. It's just like you, you you've earned the right to be here because you did whatever it took. And in this case, it's golf and you and you won and you did. You won the right way. And, and it happened. So here we go. It, right. Yeah. And that, and that is there is the merit to it. And so this year, but the, the thing about the communication of the PJ tour was like from the start of when we basically the first like two to three weeks, they said, Hey, like tournament champions, whoever makes it to East Lake is most likely getting into tournament. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not, it's not like East Lake happened or like whatever. And then three weeks before the tournament, they go, Hey, we're just going to like, Hey, if you made Atlanta, we're going to, Hey, do you want to come? It's not like they're flying from the seat of the pants. Like it's the foresight is there you know, the planning is there. And that's the thing is like, there's no curve. There's not, there's not a whole curveball. Like we all knew like, Oh, whoever makes Atlanta is most likely going to Maui tournament champions. Good for them. Honestly, to get to the top 30 in FedEx cup, you got to play some damn good golf. So at least there is some merit there to get to the tournament champions. And most of the people that are already in the top 30 at the end of the day already have a win anyway. So like, really you got to count like how many guys, you know, didn't make it there because of a win, but they got there because of FedEx cup that didn't have a win. I mean, they're not it's probably 10 or less, you know, like 20 of those guys in the field at tournament champions or at uh, FedEx cup probably had a win somewhere. And then 10 right. didn't, which honestly like Harry Harris English didn't have a win. So like technically he wasn't a tournament of champions, like typical qualifier, yep. but uh, I'm super happy for him. I'm so, I was so happy to see him and Eric Larson win that one. I mean, so do, do you, are people dogging? Are people dogging Harris out for winning the tournament? No, they should. I mean, no, they shouldn't be because he got there. He the won way. the tournament. Yeah, he won the turn. Hey, you know what? If you if you know what, I'll tell you what. If you're the guy that got there on that like deal and you go out there and win, then fuck yeah, that's the way you're supposed to do it. Nice. All those guys that didn't make it that got in on the technicality, like should have won. Uh, you, you have the chance, right? In, in the tournament champions. Uh, Hold on. So let's talk about this C a little bit. Oh, we man. haven't talked about C yet. And A A is a A. Whew, a is rough. A is rough for me. <laughs> But C, <laughs> C, and so far B is my favorite still. You How know do you what? Feel about C, I gotta go on this B because of the maple syrupy. Mm-hmm. Gotta be the makers. Mm. The so you think the, so you think B is makers, and then the A, the nuts on A has got to. <laughs> Larceny. It's, it's got to be. It's, if it ain't, that's a fucked up thing right there. I can tell you that. And then this Russell's. That, that's my that's my call right there. Hmm. All right. So, so so can I crack the envelope and we then we can just drink and talk golf. Drum roll. All right. Uh, so Amanda says, Kessler, I love you. You're one of my best. How do you know my girlfriend? I mean, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So B, no, your B is Maker's Mark. B is Maker's Mark. First, and that was my first guess when I drank. No, oh, I thought you said B was uh, Russell's. I did eventually on this last one, but when we first drank B, I go, I think that's the Maker's. All right, so B is Maker's oh, no, no, Mark. You're right. I did say that just now. Okay, 
Initially, I thought Russell's was the B. B, B is my B is at number C is uh, uh, no, no, no. B is my first choice. C is my second. A is my first. What is your first, second? Oh, you got to give me the choices. I like B, C, and A. I'm the same. Oh, shit. So Makers, B. Russell's, and Larceny. So I won't send you any. Um, I won't send you any uh, larceny over there again. Trust <laughs> you on that. One. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! This is so bad. Hold up, we're recording right now. You need to. So she wrote the envelope. She told it, you what it was. It well, yeah, she wrote the envelopes. I know it's awkward. Sometimes you just need to look me in the eyes and uh, pretend like nothing's happening. So, so Kez, your favorite is Makers or Russell's? Whatever B uh, was. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Makers, Makers, okay. Russell's. It's the Makers. Yeah, Makers, makers and Russell's. Okay. Russell's and Larceny. Yeah. Is that and, we've Ru- and Russell's was C. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. So Larceny was C. No. Larceny was A. Yeah, yeah. Ron, Larceny was A. Larceny's so a hard, Yeah. Just, I called it all at the end. I said, you did. B's got it. Okay, cool. Yep. Well, cheers. Kudos to myself on that one. I, should, I knew it. I freaking knew it. I, I think he, I, like, I, if you could get that camera to the right angle and you could get down on, uh, so, I mean, down on the ground and reading it. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that? <laughs> exactly. Perfect. If I, could, if I could get farther across the table. <laughs> Uh, all right, hold on. Hold on, so no, hold on, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Staying in Dubai, because I've never been there. When you go, like, lodging, what do you eat? You know, that, that place, how is it playing golf in Dubai? Um, I've never personally played golf in Dubai. But well, okay, well, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, there, so the European tour bubble is a lot more strict than – the PGA tour bubble in the sense of like, they are kind of like the NBA and some like, it's a true bubble. So oh, wow. golf course, hotel, and mm. that's it. So to kind of give a point of reference, like Dubai was still really good and awesome, even in the bubble sense. Um, and I've experienced it three to four other times without a bubble, like in the normal world. Um, and but when we played Wentworth, which is like the European Tour players, so to not play Wentworth, if you're part of the European Tour, you better play Wentworth because mm-hmm. it's like their players. Like cool. missing that is like missing the players for the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. So, but when we went there, it was straight golf course, hotel room, which is about the size of like it's a small, it's a nice hotel room, but I mean it's kind of maddening, mm-hmm. like because there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So imagine spent like I spend like seven to eight hours on the golf course and then the other like 16 are in a room. So it's, it's a good problem to have, but at the same time, it's kind of like when you know how much cool stuff there is to do out there and you can't do any of it. Brutal. <laughs> but Dubai was a lot better because you're at the Atlantis hotel. They had like a couple restaurants that you could go to like a good buffet restaurant and it's all players and caddies. Like it's all this, you know, everyone in their bubble. Mm-hmm. So at least you have like familiar faces and you know, you can order like pretty much at that Atlantis. If there's a restaurant there, you can order whatever from any restaurant on the site and they'll deliver it like room service wise. So at least there was that, but then you could go to the pool and hang out with some of the caddies. They had like this burger bar, you get a cheeseburger, a beer, hang out by the pool, which was nice. 
Um, and then they actually had some gym hours. So for me, that was big as being from 5am to 7am, you could go in the gym and do whatever you need to do. And then if you really want to, you could go from like 7 30 PM to like 10 o'clock at night. But yeah. by 7 30, if I'm not in the gym, I ain't going to the gym. <laughs> unless like there's some serious jet lag type, you know, whatever. Like yeah. I woke up at four or something. Um, so they had options and that was like, I really enjoyed it. And Dubai's cool. And the golf there, the golf course is awesome. Um, really good track as far as like, you know, some courses you might say like, Oh, that's a bad hole. And like, they should change that. But I can't really think of any too many holes or really any hole there that I would say, I, would, I feel like they should change or try and improve. Cause usually when they try and improve, right. 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 Totally opposite. Mm-hmm. The only bad part that I'll knock on that course is they have, it's not an easy walk, not because of the distance or, uh, Right, like uphill, yeah, yeah. anything Elevation. like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, change in elevation or anything. It's they have like my like pro, you probably end up walking like two miles in like a sandy uh, mulch. Oh wow! So, so, like, so your your ankles probably yeah knees. It's just, it's just you sink right in mm, like because yeah. something and it just gives out every time, and it's like this red mulch. And then all under it is just all sand. Mm. And the reason why that is, is because most of these people drive carts everywhere because they don't get rain. So there's never like a reason not to have to be car path only or anything. <laughs> so these people don't have, like the members don't have to walk through that shit, but we do. And when you're carrying an extra 40 pounds on your back, maybe 50, you know, whatever, it's a pain in the ass, man. I'm like walking through. I'm like, man, this is way harder than it has to be. Um, gotcha. And the bark is funny because like, like I said, that's the only bad part about the course as far as like, is the walk isn't exactly as easy as it could be like mm-hmm. on paper. It doesn't look bad, but when you have to actually do it, it gets tough. Um, and I'd like to see their bill on mulch like <laughs> because there's so much red mulch. Wow. And at point you look over and they're, they're painting the mulch red oh, again. Wow. wow. How much money are they spending <laughs> on getting this mulch? Like, there's some like guy come up. He goes, "The mulch is not red enough. I want red, red. I want it red." And they're coming in there. They're just painting this. Are they shit. Russian? Are they Russian? <laughs> I don't know. My, my Arab accent. But I've been around enough Arabs. Like I'm half Arab. So hey, like, listen. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take our we're gonna take our A and B. And we're going to mix them together because that B is rough. <laughs> that larceny. Why? We, we, it's an A. We're, we're yeah. we're going to put the A in the B. Well, you've already, we've already picked our, our best. Yeah, but why would you mix them? Because it's going to make the A taste better. But do people do this? Yeah, you can yes. mix them. Yeah, you can mix them. Yes. It's all right. Yes, I make, I, trust me, sir. Trust me. Hey, you are a caddy. I'm a drinker. Mix the A and the B. Cow is B in your bourbon caddy right now. Being your bourbon caddy. Yeah. Going to make the A taste better. Hey, 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 bud. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Can you, can you quit with the change? Kez, what is the story behind the clip of you and Patrick um, racing on a fairway over a bridge towards the green? Ooh, that's a good one. That's actually took place in Houston, Texas at the Shell Open. Oh. And 
good story. So it's funny we played there. First two days we played with Bones and uh, Phil. Um, and who else was it? I forget who else was in our group. But so like obviously the 16th green at a lot of places they kind of have the caddy race deal, right? And I mean, what? It's my second year in, and I'm just ultra competitive. And this is my hometown. I'm wearing a Houston Texans hat. And at the end of the day, like, and he knows how to kind of get me going. And first, like, two days, he goes, "You gonna let, you gonna let like Phil and Bones freaking beat you to that?" <laughs> God, no, you didn't. <laughs> so first day, I just like go and I freaking run up past Bones, and they're probably looking at me like this. <laughs> fucking shit. you know because like, i'm like you know one year in i'm like i'm still dumb as as a rock as far as golf goes and so i'm like so wave my hat but it's houston it's my town and i'm super proud of houston so mm-hmm. you know and then the, the crowd loved it i mean you know and it turns out i knew a few people in that crowd so they're just laughing <laughs> so i did that the first like day and uh so then from that point on, I just said, well, I'm going to make sure I'm the first guy on the green every day. This is my town. Ain't nobody beating me on this freaking thing. And even though like a lot of caddies kind of look at the caddy race and they're like, this it's stupid. Mm. They just say, Oh, it's stupid. Mm. But for me, I'll race anybody, anytime, anywhere. Fucking stupid. If you're proud yeah, of it, I'm all for it. Like you can say I'm an idiot for wanting to do it, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe they think it's stupid because they know they ain't going to win. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't want to race me if I was some of those guys. Um, so I can't but, wait to get to Texas. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, have fun with the crowd a little bit. I mean, well, who's to say we can't do that right now. The PJ tour, says we're not supposed to do caddy races anymore really oh yeah it kind of kills it they don't want it because there there are people who could get hurt and Mm. if you ever look up the one clip from phoenix waste management uh it's kip henley and his brother Mm -hmm. uh fuck yeah i know anyway two brothers are both caddies and they both get phoenix 16 on the same day in the same group so they race and brent one flips so after that i think they got scared like someone could get seriously injured oh but so that's why it's kind of like they probably look at it like lawyer liability issue type stuff whereas i'm just trying to have fun like if i break my arm and i and i was running it's my fault like i'm not trying to blame anybody on that um and so to get to your question so he hits, I think, who was, was it? Uh, I'm looking at it. They, Johnny it Miller, it's almost like it's blocked out. So I think Johnny uh, Miller was on the mic okay. talking about how right before is the par three. And it's the one, it's basically a caddy race par three, right? But most people walk it. And I like to mess with people at the end of the day. Like I might walk all the way to the green and then just start tailing off. But that's the <laughs> And then you see people freaking out because they're betting on your caddy color or whatever. And like, I'll watch them and they're like, that's so great. I'm like, ah. you know, and then like, I might hit it, you know, or I might, it might be like thinking I'm going to take it. And then I'll just let the other guy touch it. Nice. So I, I like messing with them too. And Johnny Miller's sitting there and this pin placement's kind of a tuck to the front, right. And for some reason he goes, Oh, for a drawer of the ball, 
there's just like no way Patrick Reed's going to be able to get this close. Oh, wow. It was along those lines, maybe mm-hmm. not verbatim. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he basically was saying like, Patrick's not, ha- doesn't have a good chance of getting this close to the hole. And then sure enough, he lands it right on the fringe oh, and man. it just rolls like right in. Oh, wow. So he, and it was his first ace in competition. Oh, okay. So first one ever in Houston, shell open 16. So naturally like he knows I kind of want to get to the head of the crowd because if you get on that bridge and a caddy's in front of you, you can't get to the green first because you got to wait on them. So I always like get to the bridge first. Well, so like I'm getting to this bridge and then all of a sudden I start hearing the crowd like freak out and get loud. And then JT was there. And I think, I don't know, he, uh, Jimmy Johnson wasn't his caddy at the time. Um, I think it was shorty, but I hear someone say, Hey Kess. And then like, I look back and then I see Patrick coming up <laughs> hell and, you video, and I'm like, Oh hell no. <laughs> Take off. And what's, and like, he kind of like had, he kind of like hurt his knee a little bit earlier that week. So I was kind of like wondering like, why is this guy trying to challenge me right now? So, and then that's when we just take off. And what's funny is like every year that the Houston open or whatever you want to call it now comes up, they always, that clip always comes back up, mm-hmm. always go, mm-hmm. but it was a good one. It's probably, I mean, it made like ESPN at the time. I have a buddy who doesn't watch any golf whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And he called me later that night and he was like, what the hell are you doing on this bridge running dude? And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, what are you watching that from? And he's like, man, it made like ESPN number, like number two or three. Perfect. And I was like, oh, cool. Put that on the resume. Like, if I ever do a day job, I'm totally putting that on the resume. <laughs> Wait, aren't you done with day jobs? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm hoping so. Uh, well, my whole lot. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, or yeah. have to go back to an office or anything mm-hmm. like that. That would be funny to put on the resume. Absolutely. That's a good story, man. Really good story. I think a different thing is to put on your resume, my friend. Uh, hold on. Wait a minute. I'm working on, I'm working on this mixer. <laughs> Definitely having a good time. Well, I, just, I just mixed mine, man. That's, uh, hold on. but so we got was it, was it, to, was it bad I, advice, Kez? Was it bad advice? No, nah, shit. No, it ain't bad advice. Was, you know what? It's not the worst advice I've ever got. Okay. But I've gotten some pretty bad advice over the years. So that's fine. Uh, so I want to go to Connecticut for a minute. Um, a hmm. gentleman, I wrote his name down, but I've lost it. His name is like Mac Dave. Mac Dave on Instagram, he wants you to get to a different spot in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what did he say where to go? Yeah, shit. Well, he said he sent it to you. <laughs> you didn't get it? No. So so we had a, we had a, a, a wing, a wing um, recommendation for you guys. Yep. In Connecticut. So, yeah, but the thing is, is like, I get, what's funny is I didn't think that that thing would be as popular as it is, but now it's like, I get a ton of, like, I almost need a wing recommendation when I get to this place. Mm -hmm. Cause you give me a wing recommendation now. I mean, Connecticut's not for another what three or four months. Right. Yep. Yep. So so, so Dave Mack says, Dave Mack says, Jay Timothy's wings are great. But it, what he, uh, you should go to the kitchen sink wings at the Rockledge Grill. So get the kitchen sink wings at the Rockledge Grill. 
kind of like a rap thing. <laughs> kind of like a rap thing. God. <laughs> um, you get a lot of these kids, yeah. I get. I mean, it's crazy how many people go. Hey, you, you got to try these. You got to try these. And I'm like, I only got one week. Like, I'm good to get two in, to be honest. Um, and but now that I like now that I went to Jay Timothy's already in Hartford, can I, I do, I like, that's going to be the hard part is, okay, well, where do I go next? Cause like, I can't do the same ones over and over every year. Right now, Timothy's, I will definitely do another one on because right. after I feel like that was my first one, but it's hard because it's like going from a gut yeah, and then everything else yeah. just isn't cause they are probably, if, in my opinion, probably the best, but that was like my first time rating wings. So did I give them the right rating? Probably not. Was it high enough for people to say like, got to check that out? Absolutely. But after trying, like, you know, doing a decent amount of them, going back to them, probably end up rating them higher than what I originally did. Wow. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. But you're saying you're saying you're gonna rate you're gonna rate the um, the J Timothy's wings higher. I'm saying like if if I did them right now, yeah, hadn't done them. Like if that wasn't my first yeah. one, I mean, think about it. Mm-hmm. How many people get anything right their first try? Not, not too many times. So that was like, it's a good one to start with because it sets the bar. Yeah. It sets the bar. But also if I <laughs> did a review on them, chances are after all the wings that I've done, I probably end up putting them up on a higher scale than well, um, Cal and I went what? to the uh, the wing and the brew place in Atlanta, or was it was it uh, Alpharetta? Uh, like Brew and Bird. Yeah, Brew and Bird. Yeah, brew we went there. Bird. That place is awesome, man. Yeah, we love yeah. that. Really good. Was the owner there, like talking and hanging? Yeah, he was. Oh, oh yeah. no. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'll forward you. So, we haven't posted anything yet. We should. Um, but let me tell you. So you will make it back to uh, to the. You get the Korean barbecue there. No, we just got the wings. Yes. Oh, we yeah, did, no, we, did we? Yes. We did? Okay. No, 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 no. The flavored. Flavored. Flavored yes. wings. Okay, yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were fucking good, dude. Yeah, really They were awesome. so good. And we got them. And yes, they were awesome. Uh, yeah. So, I, like, hands down, like, really good. And we drove up. We're like, uh, I don't know if Kaz is, is this the place? Is this the place? And it's like, yeah, and it, you know. <laughs> Trust me, there's a couple that people were giving me, and I've gone there, and I'm like, all right. I hope these are good. <laughs> but that's, what's great about that place is that you can tell the guy's been there for a while. Yeah. And like, it seems like all the customers in there all know him. And like, he, like he's literally taking your order. It's almost like I'm hanging out with you mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, like I know someone's behind me and they need an order. And I'm like, Hey, you need anything? <laughs> oh yeah, I got you. And then like, <laughs> You go back and then you go, okay, I'll be right back. And then you go put the order in. Yeah. But like, it, it was kind of like that. He's sitting at a table talking with people and we go, Hey man, can we get this? Yeah, sure. And then he goes and does it. But that's like, that's how you know it's a good place because there's plenty of regulars there. And also you can't beat that kind of like, it's a funky kind of customer service, but I liked it a lot because yeah. it felt like. Well, he said so- he wanted you to come back. So I don't know what that means, but uh, he wants you to come back for more. Well, the, the problem is, is, you know, it's not really a problem, but first, the first step to that is you got to make Atlanta. And then mm-hmm. once you make Atlanta, then I plan on going back. Cool. There you go. Isn't your mission to always make Atlanta? Always. 
win it later. And uh, so we've made it through a few bourbons here, and uh, we definitely know which one isn't making the cut. So uh, <laughs> would true. you buy two of the three? I would, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that that other one, it ain't making the cut. Uh, I, I get it. The it's a little gamey for me. Makers, for sure. Uh, you, you know, you buy the Makers, you buy the Russells, the Larceny, eh. So we got, uh, we're going A, B, and C. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to, it just worked out. That sometimes you just set it up and uh, it works out that way, right? No doubt. Oh, be- go ahead. So we're going to say, man. Uh, just a cool like bourbon fine story. So I'm in Maui and there's a place called, they don't have wings that I know of, but there's a place called Miso Fat, <laughs> which is like really good sushi spot, very casual, low key, kind of small, and they're BYOB, right? So next door is a liquor store slash like, you know, convenience store. So you can go in there, buy beers or whatever, and then you take it into Miso Fat and you get your sushi fix and like, you know, if you want to drink whatever beer that you want, cool, or whatever whatever your drinking choice is. So I go to Miso Fat and I wasn't going to get any alcohol, but I got my to go order and I said, Well, let me pop in yeah, there man. and like it's a yeah, it's a convenience store. I was like, let me go grab like a Coke or something. Because uh, I was, I got it to go, and I was going back to the hotel. And I walk in, and I look up, and this guy has a bottle of Blantons sitting there. Oh, and I was like sitting there thinking, like, oh shit. And then I'm like, well, let me ask him how much it is. And I expect, like, I've never, I've always seen it for about buck twenty to a hundred bucks. So y'all never guess how much he tells me. Sorry, my cat just came in. That's cool. Um, so, well, it's okay. My, uh, I can't say what I, I want to say. My Oriental, uh, Asian, Asian, my Asian girlfriend just walked in. I, that, yes. sorry, that, that's so weird. So yeah, that's, that happens. I mean, people interrupt the podcast every now and then. Um, but, uh, and I go, how much is that? And he goes 65 bucks. Wow. Oh. I literally take them all. I couldn't, I couldn't like, pull out that. 65 but i didn't want also try to play it cool like i didn't want to give it away like Mm -hmm. oh man what are you doing Mm -hmm. um and he had like five bottles oh wow tell me you bought them all i did not Mm. Um, okay okay and don't wink at me either (laughs) i bought one bottle at the time and i said you know cool and i asked him what like letter did he have he has no idea he's like what are you talking about i'm like the letter what's the letter on the on the on the yeah. topper and i said and he's like this one's a t and i said i'm pretty sure that's one that i need correct i'm gonna go um <laughs> and so i get the t and then i'm sitting there and i'm like well i don't want to be like to me like to see five bottles at 65 yeah do you want to buy all of them um yeah, but at the same time, I also want to leave some for someone else who enjoys bourbon mm-hmm. that like might be like, man, that's a steal. So naturally, I'm not trying to be greedy. I go, I'll take one bottle. And then obviously, I get back to the hotel. I go, I probably should at least get at least one more bottle. Mm-hmm. I go back the next day mm-hmm. by like 1 o'clock p.m. because mm-hmm. we finished our promo, all that, whatever it was. And sure enough, I walk in. I go, hey, do you got another, like, can I grab another bottle of the uh, blends? He goes, oh, bro. About an hour ago, a dude came in and bought all the bottles. 
<laughs> you still yeah. And he goes, yeah. I go, you didn't put like a limit on those things? Oh. <laughs> Don't you know who I am, dog? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh. Hey, okay. So, Kez, listen to this shit. So, this is, uh, this podcast is, it, it's going to go out. And, uh, and it, we're not, uh, we, it, we've had a good time and we've drank a little bit. It's been fun. But people are going to be like, oh, you're a Blanton's hunter. That's true. People, hey, uh, and the good news is all the fancy bourbon people that are going to want to get you on their podcast, they're going to hate you because, <laughs> they, because they don't like Blanton's hunters because you should be hunting all these other fancy bourbons. Yeah, yeah see, the thing is, is He's I good. like it. it it goes with like it's not is it the greatest the the bees need like, no but you know what it is pretty smooth it's hard to find right now so you gotta sometimes you gotta pay extra like if someone says 130 i'm not paying 130 you say i got a ball for 100 maybe 110 okay you yeah, i got i pay like 80 or 90 mm-hmm well, yeah, but in Texas, I well, hey, hey, better, better yet. What uh, I've got a few bottles. I could send you, a, and I've got multiple bottles. And I'm, and I'm one of those little uh, guys. I want to get my little stopper filled up. Yeah, exactly. So that, to me, like, I mean, you see all this shit. Look, mm-hmm. I'm a collector type of personality. <laughs> so naturally, I see like, oh, like there's letters. And there's like a culture behind it and that there's like, Oh, you can collect it and it's good bourbon. Yeah. I'm freaking, I'm in, um, uh, not to mention, I mean, John wick drinks the shit and John wick won. So come on, what's, what's wrong with you? Here we uh, go. Here we go. You know, you brought the movie stuff up. You brought uh, the movie stuff up. Last time we had you on, you were going, I think you were going over to Europe and you were taking a long plane ride. You were going to watch Cobra Kai. Did you watch it? What did you think? Man, Cobra Kai 1 and 2, freaking incredible. You cannot not if you like Cobra like if you like Karate Kid 1, Cobra Kai 1 and 2, insanely good. And I'm actually like halfway through the third season. Okay. And it's still really good. But I think at this point there's some really cheesy parts where I'm like, is this grown man really like showing up park <laughs> while they're freaking training and like talking shit you know like who does this like it's almost like unbelievable but so good at the same time that is the exact that is the exact review that you've got to give it's like it's insane but great right yes there's some really cheesy parts but you're like i still love it um but the first one like the first season is incredibly Mm. good and well done Mm. like i mean it's better than the first movie yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like season one of Cobra Kai better than I like the Karate Kid. I'd agree. I'd agree. I, I, I'd, li- I'd, I'd like to give a caveat that my uh, my next door neighbor, he is the um, he is a he's he's a chef, and uh, I've been to uh, every Cobra Kai uh, filming center that they do, and uh, it just happens. Oh, it's in Atlanta. They film in Atlanta, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and yeah, he's their he's their chef. I mean, it makes it makes sense. I mean, it seems like Louisiana, Georgia, a lot of those states like are getting a lot of movies made in them. Yeah, just because it's inconvenient. I mean, I guess like it's all about the bottom bottom line at the end of the day for a lot of those, and you can do most of the stuff without having to be in the actual location that they say they are. 
No, so, they, they built Miyagi's house over here, and he just has a, uh, he's got a warehouse, and he just feeds them. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and it's oh just boy. like right down the street, and he just feeds them. Wow, nice. Well, and yeah. it, the good thing about the show is the fact that they they do enough, like, callbacks. Yes. Or, like, back, yeah. or like you you don't even have to see the first movie to kind of know what's going on and why. But also, let's say you have, like, you watch that first season, after like when I watched the first season, I hadn't seen the Karate Kid. I mean, I saw it enough times to where I'm not. But if you saw it like once or twice, it's good enough to refresh your memory. Like, hey, remember this moment? Oh, okay, yeah, you're all up to date. You're up to speed. You're great for the movie. Sweep the or, leg, Johnny. Sweep the leg. And and then yeah. I won't spoil cool. it because you you're only halfway through it. But like in season three, they go back and they're doing even more of this callback. And it's just so cool how they they incorporate the old movies into what they've got going on. It's it's really cool how they I think they do it well. I think they do it really well. One of the callbacks that I thought was kind of weird and fun, almost comical, was so Karate Kid Two was pretty bad movie. Yes, it was. When you go back and watch it, yeah. and like the ending, like the dude's like, "We fight to the death." Yeah. Now, yeah. and he's wearing this funky Power Ranger looking fucking suit. Yeah. And I'm, is this really happening right now? <laughs> That's how cheesy it was. And it then was. they, and then like this guy shows up eventually, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy. <laughs> But it goes, it goes into, they did it good though. They, they did it good. It, it went in the right direction. But when you watch Karate Kid 2, you're like, mm-hmm. I can't believe that. Like they went from Karate, from Karate Kid 1 to 2. It's a very like, you see the downward trend. And like 3, I watched like 20 minutes of 3 and I was kind of like, man, where'd they go with this? Like it just starts. So I watched them all as, kid, as a kid and I loved all of them. Mm-hmm. But as, a, as an adult, I watched 2 and I'm like, mm-hmm. The end of two just kind of does it for me. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know about this one. First one, 9.0 all day. Like, first karate kid. So here's something that blow your mind a little bit. You probably don't. You might notice, might not. The guy that, that was a screenwriter for the Karate Kid, the original one, was also the guy that wrote uh, the Taken movies. Really? Yeah. Kind of crazy, huh? It is crazy because taking one, okay, I get like that, that whole trilogy, the second movie alone, like that, that ends five, 10, any like normal man or whatever, like 10 minutes in that movie ends right away because like first movie, Oh, they took your daughter. Okay. I'm going to go punch this dude in the throat. I'm going to get some information. I'm going to punch this dude in the throat. I'm going to get information. I'm going to do my, whatever, take a gun, shoot a guy, get some information. And then you get daughter. But then the second movie, they like, they take his ex-wife. <laughs> guy, like the same, they go, we got your ex-wife. Sorry. Perfect. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. What's the problem? Uh, <laughs> that's what oh, that's not that's not politically correct, and we'll have to edit that yeah, out. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, got your ex. What guy is gonna sit there and be like, "Who's like, oh man, oh he still even what ex-wife is gonna go like, well shit, I'm over here having a better time. I hope he doesn't show up. Oh, maybe, but point. at the end of the day, I'm like that movie ends before it even begins, like. That's just like where you see Hollywood. They see, oh, the first one's successful. How, you know, you can see them in this writing room or like pitching movies where you're like, who came up and goes, all right, guys. So in the first one, they take his daughter 
and we saw what happened. But this time, they take his ex-wife, and they're like, damn it, that's a good idea. <laughs> Go time. Run it. Is Lamb on? Cool. That's Let's right. make some money. That's and right. they, made, they probably made some money just because the first movie was good enough to make the second. But then I was like, but then the third one, I didn't even, I didn't even start the third one. I said, I can't even do this. No. Like, what are they going to do? Take take his ex-wife this time, take his daughter, and take his dog? Like, yep. wh- where do you go from there? Yep. So, I don't even know what the third one's about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, you're over here, like, did you like all those movies? Because I just ragged on to them. No, 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 no. I'm not well, a big, I'm not a huge taking guy. Now, I do like all the John Wicks, but I'm not a big all, all the taking ones now. Yeah. No. Which, and at the end of the day, the first John Wick is the best one. Like, the second one's pretty good. Third, I think the third one's better than the second one. Mm-hmm. The se- I feel like the second one is just a bridge between the two. Mm-hmm. And who knows where they're going to go from there, but I, are they enjoyable? Absolutely. But that first one, you just can't top. Like, the best scene in that is the bathhouse scene because they have, like, this low-beat kind of music, but he's doing some ill shit. Like, he's about to stab a dude through his jaw, <laughs> like, up into his brain. Like, that's what he's about to do and it's like as smooth and the, the choreograph like how the choreograph or choreography works just everything about that scene i could watch that scene like a hundred times mm-hmm. and like, that was so that scene alone makes the whole movie for me and then just the principle of like you kill my dog yeah. like yeah you're done you're done and, and then the, on top of it then you took my car even more of a reason why you're dead exactly um, but yeah, like anyone who loves their animals or loves their dog can to- like, I don't care if you're the most anti gun person, most anti like violent person ever. But if you love your dog, I don't see how you can not like see that movie and be like, okay. <laughs> the one thing I liked about the second one, I thought the second one had some really cool like shots in terms of just where they were shooting the scenes at. Like they were all over Italy and Rome and everything. And it was really pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool scene yeah and like i said it, it was more of a setup for the third movie and i yeah. think where they're going i mean we all know that uh what's his name winston shooting him at the end that's all it's all set up it's mm-hmm. all just you know, like we know that those two guys they're come they're coming to take over the whole game they're going for the whole pie mm-hmm. but to do that winston still needs to be able to operate within his own territory of what he had so that's to me, like if I had to do my like fan theory, like that's why he, you know, like that whole shooting it, like he knew he was going to get shot and fall over. And then the plan is, well, hopefully he lives. And if he doesn't, then Winston's going to go on to do something else. But at the end of the day, they basically plan for him to live. And, it, and then him, it's basically going to be like a triad. It's going to be John Wick's going to be like the boss of bosses eventually. Mm-hmm. And end all be all, mm-hmm. uh, Lawrence Fishburne is going to be like one of the top three dogs. And then Winston's going to be like, it's going to be those three guys. They're, they're going to wage war on the establishment that they're currently in and they're going to take over. It wouldn't be fair, Cal, if we didn't go to one more movie on here, Kez's uh, opinions on it. Cause we're on the John wick. We're on the take him Denzel and the equalizer. What do you think? Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, the I'm first one. and say, yeah. You don't like it? No, he does. He likes it. Yeah, he likes it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I thought, I 
thought that was one of the rare moments. Like in a lot of these action movies, it's hard to do a good sequel. And I think the sequel was just as good as the first. I do too. I do too. I think if anything, it's a little bit better because it gets more in depth on him as a character. Whereas the first one, there's a lot of mystery to like, who is this guy? Why is he able to do all this? And why does he think the way he thinks? Um, so I think both of those are great. Now, I don't know where they're going from there. I don't have any theories on that, but I definitely think like those are some, that's, I mean, Denzel, anything's just about, I don't think I can think of really one bad Denzel movie that I've seen where I'm like, that was dog shit. No. Even those that are kind of like, you know, are low rent are still, I'm like, that's still good. I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if it doesn't add up. Still damn good. Just uh, get, yeah, give me Denzel and the keys or whatever. Even he's the cop. Give me yeah, all of them. Yeah. yeah, anything, anything. Denzel, he knows how to play it. So yeah. I like uh, as far. But if I was gonna go something kind of similar, but a little different, was Man on Fire with him was by far like just incredible. That was that was but, a step above, right? Yeah, that was like intense, very serious. Not cheesy action by like this is just a dude like kind of making his way and like just has a goal and finding this girl and you got the kind of realistic like of the kind of Latin America you know these kind of uh, what do you want to say like cartel type stuff kidnapping and and then just the conspiracy of like her dad set it all up like that's a cool little twist mm-hmm. um, and. Just, I mean, to me, like how he can just get from point A to point B and very, I don't know, something about that character, Creasy, just, I really like, he, you know, Creasy is a lot like a John Wick character wise. Yeah. Uber, like opposite of Ubris, like, so, uh, which would be like, so for Sunni, like strong, silent type, like he knows he's a badass, but he don't got to tell anybody about it. Right. Like if you, if you know he's a badass, it's because you just got your ass kicked. Like he's gonna, sh- he's not gonna tell you. He's gonna show you, and that's why I like about th- the characters are what make it great. And that, to me, those two characters are very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, like they're in complete control of their environment in most scenarios, and they're just like the strong silent type. You're not gonna hear a lot from them. They're just gonna show it to you. My one of my sleeper Denzel Denzels while waiting on Cal. I think Cal's come. Hopefully, he'll come back on. Uh, sleeper Denzel, and I know we'll let you go here in a minute. But um, uh, I know you're a fan of Den of Thieves and Heat, um, the Inside Man. Inside Man was awesome. Awesome, uh, right? Five yeah. Owen Denzel. Clive Owen. Yeah, that's you know, and that's not to me. Like you say, it's a sleeper, but. I mean, every time I scroll through it, I'm like, that was a good movie. Yeah. Um, good twist, good, like, suspense. Um, you got two great actors in it. So, the, like, the Clive Owen bouncing off of Denzel is really good. Um, yeah, I really like that one, for sure. Yeah, that one, it's a Spike Lee, Spike Lee film. It's got, like, Jodie Foster in there. And, yeah, it's, 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 it's New York I City. Think about it as being Spike Lee. I, yeah, I was movie, but yeah, yeah. I'll to man, I'm not to rewatch. I might have to rewatch that one in the near future. It's, it's a good but right one. now, I got to get through Cobra Kai three, and then I did the Mandalorian. Mm. Did y'all watch that? Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, but that ending. That cry like I cry like a bitch. Did like you? Just, did you? <laughs> that last 
that last like 10 minutes i'm like oh my god i'm gonna believe it um <laughs> so yeah no doubt i mean how good i mean you don't want to spoil it for anybody but that if you haven't watched that show like it's the new star wars like yep. everything else before that okay but that is that is what star wars is now what do you think where do you think it goes in the like the what is it the third or fourth season i forget how many seasons there are where do you think it goes next so for me the timeline is kind of funky because like that's the hardest part for me is like grasping like who's around like what's the main villain like in the sith world and things like that that's that's where i i kind of need to understand but i think what they're going to do is is like you know there's the jedi and the jedi were like a protector race for a long time you know mm-hmm. and i think what they're going to do is the mandalorian is going to take on the role of a jedi oh. of being honorable protector and that they're going to gain power and of course there's going to be dissension here and there like betrayal between some of them for just personal gain but i almost feel like that because of the moral code and the warrior code that they have they're kind of similar to the jedi in that sense so i almost think that star wars is moving to where like mandalorians are going to be the new like jedi and that like that's my theory so, oh sweet! Oh, how cool! <laughs> What's the name? It's Gus. Gus, nice. Oh, hey Gus. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? You be a crazy man? Are you a crazy man? You want some bourbon? That's a bourbon. There you go. Sorry, I, I don't know what happened. I got I got dumped off. I was trying to get it on my iPad and all this good uh, good cool. stuff, but. That's cool. uh, no worries. We we got through all the good movie talk. Which we did. We got some good movie talk. Yeah, yep. we're better at that. And you said you didn't want to do movie talk again. <laughs> I, I said I want to do more golf talk next time because we got caught up with doing too much movie talk. Mm-hmm. But of course, the movie talks. Uh, did did you make it to um, Augusta in April? Yeah, they're good. They're there. Of course, they are. They're, they're number eleven in the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Did did you talk about? Uh, oh what, no, 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 no. So are you, are you guys excited about uh, April coming up? How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's been playing good golf, and honestly, he had a pretty good showing this last time around. And I think that April, you know, he could be a contender for sure, and I hope he is. Um, and. I'm excited. I mean, it's kind of cool to play it. And then you're like, Oh, um, about like 160 days from now, I'll be right back here. Uh, yeah. you know, it was obviously it took a while to get to November. So that was kind of weird not seeing it, but it is kind of nice being like, you know, once you finish one, you're like, Oh, four or five months from now, I'll be right back here. So that was, I I'm super excited and it's going to be here like that. So let me. So I don't want to go back to November in terms of the, like the how it played or whatnot. But in terms of you um, being able to navigate the grounds, not a whole lot of fans around. Was it was it kind of special in a way, and maybe able to like see things you weren't able to see or experience things you weren't able to experience because there's no fans. What's cool is you can actually see other things going on on the course, like other people doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Like whereas usually it's a sea of fans, so I can't see what those guys are doing on that green over there. Oh, okay. So like you can kind of see some, you know, like you're just paying attention. So like you can see a lot more of what's going on, but it's just not the same. Like majors without fans, you just can't. It's not something you should have. Like and 
and fans do change a lot of things like when they're for you it's awesome and when they're against you if you can figure out how to use it to your advantage great like to kind of you know some people like you got to think like basketball players going mostly hostile territory a lot of like half the time you know like those fans that I mean, have, how many times have you been to a basketball game and people have been like uh yay or no right well, i mean you always get that shit well exactly what but it's also a little different because you can't get that close you can't get like two feet from the freaking guy shooting the free throw and talk some shit to him you know um mm-hmm. so uh but like, in, I think in a lot of sense, like some of these like younger guys that have just kind of got out here the last year or two, and they're coming from a college environment, and then this is their like they went from college environment to this environment, a COVID tour environment. It's like, man, you have like it's a lot different, and I feel like a lot of like some of these guys like they haven't seen what's actually they haven't experienced it to its fullest because of the lack of fans like there's a lot of lot of maybe finishes that maybe don't happen like or some victories that don't happen when you have 10,000 fans on one green and you miss that six footer and you hear that ugh you know how does that affect does, some does of these that take people? something does that take something out of you does it take something out of you as a caddy and what does that do to you as a caddy when you hear that and and you saw your guy miss it or you saw your guy it could be a whoo yeah it could be up or down but does it what do you do when that happens what do you do i mean i don't i try not to get too high or too low but i mean I think for a player, it's probably for a caddy in my role, it doesn't, it's not going to affect me as much as it may possibly affect the player. You know, like that's what I'm saying in the sense of those things can change outcomes, you know, like that's like someone misses a putt and all of a sudden, like the next four or five holes don't go the same way as if there weren't fans. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a game of small moments and some moments it can, you know, project you to a higher, higher place as far as like winning a tournament. And some of those low moments could be what put your dick in the dirt. Um, so, 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 so do, you, do you think there's more pressure on a caddy that I understand the player has to hit the shot. The player is the one that's executing the caddy. You're, I mean, you're carrying the bag, and you're—I don't mean that disrespectfully. No, no, I, bag, I don't think. I think it's but kind of. A, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's a shared. But but shared load of pressure. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, like I, it's not. it's different. Like because we're all responsible for different things, so it's like. But at the end of the day, it's it's you all both have this the common goal. Mm-hmm. So it's just like anything else. Like you know, your job may be this, and this person's job is. You know, this person's job is A and your job is B, but if B fails, then A fails. And if A fails, then B is, is fails too. So it's kind of a combination of the two. Now, I think there's definitely more pressure on the player than there, like, to, because knowing what to do and being able to do it are two different things. Like, I know how to play it. I know how to play that shot. <laughs> but if I could play that shot, I would be 
carrying the bag. I'd be playing shot. So, like, that's why there's probably more pressure on that person to actually execute it. You know, yeah. like, and that's also why we see like, you know, Bill Belichick without Tom Brady. Like, it, it was kind wow. of a cool NFL season to see that. Like, who? Because there was always a question, like, who's making that team better? You know, like, and Bill Belichick is one of the best coaches out there, mm-hmm. but without without the proper tools to execute the job we see is it you know is it the is it the engineer or are you are you are you the bell are you the belichick or are you the brady (laughs) i'm definitely supposed to be the belichick in this situation (laughs) nice i love that answer i love that answer (laughs) i know what you're saying i mean who knows right but like but like tom goes out and goes to tampa freaking you know killing it and then bill ain't even making the playoffs that's true that's true honestly personally thought bill belichick could win with like any kind of quarterback Mm -hmm. but this year that wasn't the case so and that's how i always kind of tell people i'm like listen bill belichick might be one of the best coaches in the world but do you really care to see him throw a football no i could be one of the best caddies in the world do you want to see me hit a flop shot if i can even do it no. <laughs> well, I don't know. How do you hit your flop shot? How do you hit your flop shot? It's usually a blade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kaz. Hey, co- uh, coming from coming coming from a caddy of one of the best short game people in the uh, in the business. I mean, no, I'm, my short game is pretty good. I mean, I've yeah. I've executed a couple good little chips here and there. But like I said, I walk up to the chip knowing how it's supposed to be played. Now, if I'm actually able going to make that actually able to make that happen is a totally different story. And there's definitely and I don't have a chip and there's not a hundred grand on the line for this chip. It's literally just good point. And like a beer, like, and I still can't get it, you know, at nearly as good. So think about that, you know. So more pressure on the player. Like I'm just the guy that I'm the hype man. I'm the strategic, you know, like I'm making strategies. I'm trying to just figure out and be a step ahead of, ahead of him. In a lot of senses. So, Kes, how do you guys feel about these featured pairings? For example, you guys played Augusta in November with Paul Casey and Tony Finau. I've met Paul Casey. I don't. I've not met Paul uh, Tony Finau, but apparently, two of the most nicest guys on the planet. I mean, was that like just a pleasure to play with those guys those first two days? How do you guys feel about these pairings? Um, you know, the thing is, I've always gotten along with just about everyone out there, so. But Paul Casey and his caddy Johnny Longsocks are like, if you had to say like your top five player caddy duos to like be paired with, that is definitely up there in the top five for me. Cause I mean, they're one, they're fun to play. Like they're fun guys to be around. They're not Debbie downers for, by any means. Um, great stories because they've both been around. So like some of the best stories I ever heard are from Johnny or Paul Casey. That's awesome. Those don't know if I can repeat. <laughs> I don't have the time for. Uh, give us, give us a short, give us a short story. <laughs> I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's like asking a comedian. All right, move on. Comedian's like, I got nothing. Um, but I just know that when I'm around them, it's going to be a good time. Cool. You know, like we're going to have a fun time. So those are like to me, like, and then Tony, like you said, one of the nicest guys. I mean, it doesn't get much nicer than Tony Fino. So, um, 
And, uh, and what's funny is, uh, here's a funny story. So Tony's current caddy, Mark and I look like, I guess we could be brothers. I mean, <laughs> who knows? But like, there have been a lot of instances where people mistake him for me oh, and wow. me. So like at one time I'm caddying for Patrick and Tony's out there and Mark's out there and someone texts me and they're like, and we played in the morning and Tony played in the afternoon he, and someone's like, Hey, you caddying? For Tony now? <laughs> oh, dude, we need, like I'm looping in the morning and then for Patrick and like going and looping for Tony in the afternoon. Like, nice. what do you think happens if like, nice. we get to take a draw? Well, let me double loop for these guys. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, and I was like, no, man. I go, that's that's my boy, Mark. I go, he's, we I call each other doppelganger because nice. evidently we look alike. But someone has walked up, like another person, uh, their wife thought it was me and they walked up behind Mark and like said, Hey, how's it going? And then he turns around and they were like, Oh shit, you're not Kessler. Uh, <laughs> and then there was one time where someone, like I said, thought I was Mark. So it's kind of funny. So that's, that was good. That's a great pairing. There's not, there's not too many out there that you, you can really dislike in a lot of cases. Really the only thing you don't want is someone who's like, super slow play mm-hmm. at least like i get around the greens but really from tee to green it's like let's get there when you I'm get not, down on the, when, you, when you walk up there and you lay down on it and you have to get back up and you lay on it again i mean it could be a little slow that, yeah that's what i'm saying that's why i'm gonna that's why i'm gonna plead my case of like eh, around the green i'm okay with because i know i'm not super quick at you know <laughs> around that area no. So if there's somewhere that I could get faster and we could, it might be around the greens, but also I'd rather take my time on a 15 footer and make it than miss it. And then you got to take another extra minute. Then at the end of the day, you're sitting that, you know, you already took up too much time because hitting one stroke usually takes a little less time than hitting two. Last year, toughest greens of the majors. You had uh, Harding Park, you had uh, Beth Page Black, and and the Masters. Which one was the toughest greens? We didn't have Beth Page's. No, year. no, no. You had um, no. You had uh, not Beth Page. You had um, the other one in New York. I'm sorry. Uh, Wingfoot. Wingfoot. I'm sorry. Wingfoot. Oh, look at that. I'd have to say Wingfoot. Wingfoot was the toughest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I the the thing is about the Masters is you kind of they're this year definitely not as quick as they could have been. They weren't nearly as slick as I, I expected them to be. Mm-hmm. But typically they are the, like some of the harder greens. But once you start like getting to know the place, yeah, that's why. Whereas like Wingfoot, I'm sure if we played there every year, I might have been able to say like. Augusta is a little bit harder than theirs, but I would say this year wing foot greens were a lot tougher because mm-hmm. there's a, there was a lot going on with them and it is a quadrant type of strategy. Like you could hit, that's a place where you could hit in the middle of the green and be totally screwed. Like you, you're look, you're doing good to two putt all day. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, wing foot for sure. Nice. Great answer. We're in the bag, and we're in Kessler's bag. Okay, your bag. Man, I was hitting that three wood really good today. Nice, nice. I like. Yeah, what's what three wood? For me and him, I probably like the same club. Like, or almost same. For him, I love his like lobby all day because mm-hmm. that boy 
he's a wizard. Mm-hmm. I think it's his, wedge. Yeah, he's a wizard with a wedge. So, um, so for sure, no doubt. And then for me, it would be like <sighs> probably just sand wedge. Same thing, man. You, if you play with me at any point in time, like I'll tell you what, I save a lot of shots for myself around the greens. Mm-hmm. Like I get up and down quite a bit. Or worst case, like I'm not, I'm not making like double because of a bat, like a really bad chip or anything. Like I'm usually somewhere in the ballpark. And then, so, you know, so for me, like if I were to say what's my strongest suit, it is around like short game and putting. And then weak, weakest part for me would be like not necessarily accuracy off the tee, but distance off the tee. So oh, do, you, do you play from the pro tees over time or do you play up? <laughs> oh so you play from the pro tees every time so when we play together when, when we get a chance to meet i'm gonna have to play up so if you have to wait on me uh i, I won't have any change in my pockets so I, play, uh, I play more to a yardage well hey i'm glad you won't but i will i'm gonna be right behind you nice. every shot nice Fuck. <laughs> nice like every shot uh, hey, hey cheers to that mate Cheers. I play to uh, more of yardages because the thing is, is like I've noticed because I get to pull the good thing about my job is I get to play a lot of courses all around the country. And I realize that Texas courses tend to be a little bit longer than like our tips are usually like 403 to 400 yards longer than the tips at other places. Like, so I'm all right. Like I've my typical yards at my course, I'm playing about 6,700 to 6,800 yards. And and most places that that yardage is the tips. Like there's, I've been to a lot of Florida courses where I'm like, Oh, your tips are 67, 50 or 68, 69. I'm like, that's, you know, whereas like the tips I'm used to seeing at a couple courses around here that I play are like 71, 72, 73. <laughs> so that's where I'm like, that's a different game. Like once you get over 7,000 and that's my goal is to, like I can play 7,000 yards, 7,100 yards, pretty decent, but not, I want like, to me, I want to get really good at one up. Like when I start shooting par or maybe one or two over par from the one ups, that's when I'm like, okay, let's get good at the tips now. Cool. Good. So great answer. That's yep. like my goal. Shit. You got to play different. You, you still got to like, I'll still go and play the tips. It just depends on who you play with too. Um, yeah. I guess. Um, what do you look? What are you most looking forward to this year, guys? I will say, I'm definitely looking forward to playing Tampa again. Um, oh. Two reasons: I think Tampa, and it may not be the most thing I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to like seeing now that he's been working with Ledbetter, like how this, I, I'm really excited because he's hitting it ridiculously good, hitting awesome. it better than it's ever hit. So that's what I'm like really excited about. But one thing that comes to mind when you say, what are you excited about this year mm-hmm. that I didn't get last year mm-hmm. was playing Tampa. Cause I think Innisbrook is one of the most underrated golf courses we play all year. Oh, great. I, I think that's, it's an awesome track. I like the track. And then the, then the bigger bonus is, uh, I have a buddy, um, named Benny that runs a UFC gym there and he's a good friend. And I basically go in there and like, it's a different workout week for me. You know, you go in there, you do some jujitsu, you do some knit work, you do like a lot of fun stuff. And then usually 
afterwards. And when I go grab something to eat and grab a beer and, a, you know, a brew and a bird. There you go. And, you know, and like, you just get to, that's a good part is that I meet a lot of different people throughout the years. And then like, so Tampa week, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing my boy Benny and that's, that's always a good thing. And it got, I got robbed of that last year because literally it was the week, it was supposed to be the week after the players that oh. we and we got canceled the players. And I say, Hey man, bad news. I'm not going to see you next week, man. I'm, you know, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so I can't wait to, and that's right around the corner. Like that's after the Cali run. Sweet. 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 Cool. With that, cheers, buddy. We appreciate uh, cheers. it.